Our subject is the same different day. People of the internet, it's EDB here. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett for long. And if you're listening to this when it's released on Sunday, October the 18th, 2020, well, you are literally in the third Sunday of 2020, October, the second to the last month. Of, I don't even want to think about it anymore. I, I just, oh, no, we're just going to move on. But it's Sunday. It's time for our Sunday services, if you will. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part. And it's also time for us to get out and do something active. I know you're ready. Well, you might be trying to get ready. You got a few things you got to do so you can make sure you focus, you're dedicated, right? You're on point. So if you, you know, take about three, four minutes to do that, we'll be about it. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Well, I think that's about all the announcements that we got. I think it's time. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Uh, That kind of made it a little bit more obvious that uh, our world is... Teetering. Uh, as I was reading those emails, it, it, uh, it just presented a case to me that made sense of how uh, close we are to what I call the cliff of the darkest valley being below, known as another silver wall. It's obvious at this point. What some of them might be. Um, I have for months spoke against watching the news and, or dare I say, declare it, uh, the news, the boiling pot of destruction. I've always said that in some ways or form. But at the same time, I uh, uh, know that it's a way of informing you and making sure that we are in some ways educated about what's going on. So so I don't uh, wish to ask you to hate it, but I do wish to ask you to look at it from a different outlook. What that outlook is, is that we will look at it and process it, analyze this world from a different viewpoint. I've been on this mindset of understanding that we're all individuals, uniquely and intentionally created. And so we don't see the world the same. I had the privilege, and I call it a privilege, of talking with some of the the Trumpists. And we sat down and we had a conversation and, and I asked, I said, why do you hate those people over there, on the left, if you will? And he had to admit that he had never sat down with one of them. He'd never talked to them. He never understood them. 
He only knew them through the TV. He only knew them through the president. And when he sat down and he talked to them and he realized that they have some of the same problems he has. They're fighting some of the same fights he's fighting. His fears are their fears. His hopes and dreams are their hopes and dreams. So if we ever have that moment when we look at the world differently, not just from what we want out of it, but from what other people also want and desire. I believe, this is my crazy thinking sometimes, that the world might just get a little better. And so in my corner of the earth, my personal circle, if you will, that has been my prayer, my meditational thought. How can I make sure that I'm seeing the world not just from the eyes of Eric Barrett, but through the eyes of those who may feel and suffer harder than he does. And as we begin to meditate this morning, just quietly, I ask for you to pray for those persons who are in these streets. Some of you know some of them. They messed up. They're washed in this ideology that makes absolutely no sense. And they're literally ready to go to war and kill each other and don't even know why. I ask you to pray for them privately because you know some of them. Some of them in your family. We don't need to expose them. We don't need to talk about them. Put nobody's name out here on national app. But he can hear your prayer personally and just take a few moments if you will you believe the Lord heard your prayer, the response to that is a howdy, amen. 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 Charles Wesley was an English leader of the Methodist movement, most widely known for writing about 6,500 hymns, born in Epworth. Lincolnshire, the Anglian cleric, or the son, should I say, of the Anglian cleric, poet, Anglian cleric and poet, let me read my notes right, Samuel Wesley and his wife Susanna, and the younger brother of the Methodist founder, John Wesley. He became very passionate about music after 
his time of studies at Oxford and had a uh, what they call a Christian conversion experience which redirected his mindset about the gospel and even how he presented it. From this, he began to focus a lot on songs and spiritual songs and songs and songs and songs, poems and sermons and writings that really emphasize the power of the Holy Spirit. Out of those 6,500 songs that came post his religious uh, re-mindset, if you will, is the lyrical meditation that Sister Clarice will read for us at this moment, followed by Brother Dennis with our spiritual meditation. And then Mama Bell will get you in if you're feeling that life today to play. Morning Lyrical Meditation by Charles Wesley is Love Divine, All Loves Indwelling. And the hymn, um, throughout the hymn, we sing praises and adoration to our Lord. Um, but that's the common thread. And the hymn opens in verse 1 with a humble petition for God's love to dwell in us. As Brother Eric was bringing out as he opened this morning's um, gathering, we need to be show that love to each other. Let God's love dwell in us. And it closes with verse 4, which is a petition that we make to the Father to be sanctified and holy. Okay? Again, the title is Love Divine, All Loves in Excelling. 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 Love Divine, All Loves Excelling. Joy of heaven to earth come down. Fix in us thy humble dwelling, all thy faithful mercies crown. Jesus, thou art all compassion, pure unbounded love thou art. Visit us with thy salvation, enter every trembling heart. Breathe, O oh breathe, thy loving spirit into every troubled breast. Let us all in thee inherit let us find the promised rest. Take away the love of sinning, Alpha and Omega be. In the faith as its beginning, set our hearts at liberty. Come, Almighty, to deliver. Let us all thy life receive. Suddenly return and never, never more thy temples leave. Thee we would be always blessing, serve thee as thy host above. Pray and praise thee without ceasing, 
glory in thy perfect love. Finish, then, thy new creation, pure and spotless let us be. Let us see thy great salvation perfectly restored in thee, changed from glory into glory, till in heaven we take our place, till we cast our crowns crowns before thee, lost in wonder, love, and praise. And again, the um, title of the hymn is Love Divine, All Love Excelling. I think I gave that incorrectly at one point. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Good morning. It is morning, right? Everybody up? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Anyway, I know the I know time is uh, going to change here in a couple of weeks, and uh, it'll be even darker when we're having our little get-togethers on Sundays, which is okay. We know that uh, who's in charge. It's not us. It's the Lord. Because um, I was preparing or, or thinking about what to uh, uh, talk about today or, or bring up uh, in the scripture that we can think about. It's, it's something that's uh, actually uh, near, should be near to all of us or, or should be in our hearts all the time is, uh, is what uh, you know, Jesus told us to do and uh, how he uh, told us to do it. You know, there's a model prayer that he uh, gave the disciples and uh, how to pray to, to his father. And, uh, you know, that has turned into the Lord's Prayer. And people say it all the time and use it in a lot of different contexts. And uh, they even sing it. And uh, that's a good thing. You know, I don't have any problems with that. But we have to remember that it's a model prayer. It's not a prayer that we should use to think that that's all we need to do. Um, we have a pastor booth and Sunday mornings when uh, he's available. He prays uh, before the start of the service and he, he's definitely a, a, a prayer person, a prayer warrior uh, and he prays what he feels in his heart and uh, he prays uh, you know, with strength and conviction and that's what we should do. Uh, you know, we should use him as a model in how we pray. But we should also use what uh, Jesus tells us to do. And, uh, and, and it's, it, it's something that uh, you know, I take to heart and I take to, uh, uh, how you say, take it to the bank. <laughs> because when it comes from God, it's uh, something that we can count on. Uh, we, can, we can put it in our vault and keep it there and uh, rely on the, uh, the strength that it gives us. And in Matthew, uh, chapter 6, verse 7 and 8, okay, let's read that, and it says, When you pray, do not use repetitions, repetitions as the heathens do, for they, uh, for they, think that they will be heard for the many words that for the many words obviously that they use but anyway therefore 
do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have needs of before you what? Before you ask. So God knows what we need. God knows what we have in our hearts. And, and you know, we can use big, long, flowery words or, or whatever you want to use. But if you talk to God like we talk to each other, I think that he also listens to us that way. And I think it's important. Uh, I, I, let me back up a bit. I don't think he listens to us that way. I know he listens to us that way. And I know that he listens to what what we're asking him and what we're thanking him for. And that's important that we should thank him. We should praise him for what he gives us. We should praise him that we're awake, we're alive, and that we can proclaim the uh, uh, the joys of, of his son and how... Uh, being with him and walking with him has been a great benefit to us uh, physically, mentally, and definitely spiritually. So when you pray to God, you should pray to him like, uh, again, like Jesus says, pray to your Father. And uh, that's who he is. He's our Father. He's our Father in heaven. And his name will always be a name of glory, just as Jesus' name is uh, a name of glory. And, and we have to uh, keep that in our mind, uh, you know. And so uh, I often think, you know, we we remember the thing they had uh, a couple of years ago. What would Jesus do? Well, what would Jesus want us to do? What would God want us to do? What do we want to do? What would our Father want us to do? Whether it be our heavenly Father, or our earthly Father, or even our earthly mother, would you go against what your parents teach you? Uh, hopefully not, you don't, unless it's something that's totally uh, wrong, and I think we have the conviction to do that. But anyway, I think we should talk to God, ask him for our, um, for our things that we need, even though he knows what we need. We should thank him for uh, being who we are. But first of all, we should praise him for who he is. Praise him for yeah. what he does. And, and praise him that he allows us to praise him, if that makes sense. You understand? So I, I count it a privilege to thank God. I count it a privilege to go, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. And thank you. You know, he, he gives me everything. You know, you don't feel that way sometimes, but he's there. He's watching us. He's got our hand and he's got our back. You know. There's uh, somebody that says, you know, like, God's my co-pilot. No, he's not my co-pilot. He's my pilot. He's the one that's going to fly the plane, not me. (laughs) I'm not not good (laughs) at that. He is. He does better than I do, for sure, and for sure. So keep that in mind. When you pray, pray to God and thank him. Bless him and thank him. He does for you. Even if it's just a simple thing, just providing food for you, giving you clothing, and he, the uh, necessary things of life, the sun that shines on your face that makes you feel warm, or just the, the smile that he puts on your face, that you're able to smile and, and praise God for that. Amen and yeah. amen. 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 Amen.
24, I ain't gonna lie to you and say I'm gonna finish this in 30 minutes because you give me extra time, I get happy. <laughs> I'm gonna say my goal is 30 minutes. Hallelujah. But if I take 40, leave me alone. <laughs> oh. Acts chapter 3. Verse 2. I want to use this for backdrop today. Mm. And I want to go some other places, but I want to really focus on this as, as I said, our backdrop. Acts chapter 3, verse 2, in the common English Bible reads, Meanwhile, a man crippled since birth was being carried in every day. People would place him at the temple gate, known as the beautiful gate, so he could ask for money from those entering the temple. If I could put in your mind in that particular piece, a man crippled since birth was carried in every day. And from that, I want to uh, try to, in my church voice, uh, speak to you uh, kind of in the mindset of why this thought has been ringing in my brain. I was in the hood the other time ago I don't remember dates it's all a blur at this point but we were talking I dare I say it was somewhere around uh, the time that uh, all the, the fighting started if you will and we were talking about uh, voting and all this other stuff and the dude said some things, I can tell you in the street, but you know, when you come to church, we are more potent, highfalutin, we can't talk like that. So I have to tell you what they really said in the parking lot. But I was talking to a gentleman outside and I said, well, you know, I would love to talk about that, but how do I translate that to you know, you can't say something like that in the pulpit. How you talk about that? And the man said, he said, well, you know something you do? He was riding. He said, you go home and you go to the bathroom every day and you drop out something very bad. 
is nasty and it stinks. And he said, and you do it every day. And so I want you in that mindset to think, as I'm proclaiming to you, that our subject in some ways is the same stuff, different day. Same stuff, different day. Now in the parking lot, I'll tell you what that really means. But for here, same stuff, different day. Now, Father, yes, that you will allow us to present your case today. That all listening, both now and forever, will truly hear what you are trying to say to us. In the name of Jesus we pray and all in agreement said amen 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 same stuff different day mandry versus madison was a landmark u.s supreme court case that established the principles of judicial review. Uh, it's meaning that the American courts have the power to strike down laws, statutes, some government actions that they find to violate the Constitution of these states united. Decided in 1803, Mandry remains the single most important decision in American constitutional law. The court's landmark decision established that the U.S. Constitution is actually law, not just a statement of political principles and ideas, and helped define the boundaries between the constitutionally separate executive and judicial branches of the federal government. The case originated from an incident that occurred in early 1801 as part of the political and ideological rivalry between outgoing President John Adams, who supported pro-business and pro-national government ideals those shared by Alexandra, Alexander excuse me, Hamilton and the Federalist Party and incoming President Thomas Jefferson who favored agriculture decentralization and led the then Democratic Republican Party Adams had lost the U.S. presidency to Jefferson and in March 1801 just two days before his term as president ended Adam appointed several dozen Federalist Party supporters to New Circuit Court Judge and Justice of the Peace positions an attempt 
to frustrate Jefferson and his supporters of the then Democratic Republican Party. The Senate quickly confirmed Adams' appointment. Somebody say same stuff, different day. Same stuff every day. When you get mad, when you watch the confirmation, just go same stuff, different day. The U.S. Senate quickly confirmed Adams' appointment, but upon Adams' departure and Jefferson's inauguration, a few of the new judges' commissions still had not been delivered. Jefferson believed the commissions were void because they had not been delivered in time and instructed his new Secretary of State, James Madison, not to deliver them. One of the men who commissioned had not been delivered in time was William Mulberry, Maryland businessman who had been a strong supporter of Adams and the Federalists. In 1801, after Madison had repeatedly refused to deliver his commission, Marbury filed a lawsuit in the Supreme Court asking the court to issue his commission. This action, this action, if executed in Mandry's way, would force Madison to deliver his commission. In an opinion, I come to find out that there is a good thing about opinions. The Chief Justice, then John Marshall, said that Madison's refusal to deliver Mandry's commission was illegal. And secondly, that it was normally proper for a court in such situations to order the government official in question to deliver the commission. However, in Mandry's case, the court did not order Madison to comply. Examining the section of the law Congress had passed that gave the Supreme Court jurisdiction over types of cases like Mandry Marshall found that it had expanded the definition of the Supreme Court's jurisdiction beyond what was originally set in the U.S. Constitution. Marshall then struck down that section of the law announcing that American courts have the power to invalidate laws that they find to violate the Constitution. Because this means the court had no jurisdiction over the case, it could not issue the request to Mandry. Same stuff. Different thing. Meaning, have asked me this present how I feel about the president of these states united they've asked me about this current case that's going on that I have not watched and cannot tell you about 
I honestly believe that my response, as I just gave to you, has been uh, widely received negatively by those who have given it to. There are some who feel some type of way because of my lack of degrading or my, and some say my inability to degrade the man who occupies 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I have lived most of these three years, 272 days, by this simple philosophy, one that I hope to die by. That is the understanding that the occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue does not and will not dictate how I live. It's amazing how many folks of whom I know are Christians, yet they're scared to death of a mere mortal. A man who has led you to believe that he can defeat the law. A man who has somehow convinced many the people of these states united that he's untouchable. But I refer back to my previous statement just for a moment because I want to amend it slightly. Because earlier I mentioned that I have mostly lived by the simple philosophy. But there was a moment early on in this administration where I too felt hopeless. This opinion started to take form around 2008. I have stated in many cases one of the reasons why I left school was because I ran out of cash. But the other reason was because I ran out of patience. I was sitting educating alongside some evangelicals when President Obama got elected. And they all said without thought, as if I wasn't standing there, this monkey of an antichrist just got elected. And it was at that moment that I realized I did not and could not be a part of this society. Now, I realize some of you will take what I just said and that will be your moniker for today, but I would like for you to not make that your moniker. Because no matter what we do, people are going to feel that way. It is what it is. But I would like to focus on my response. Because back then, I didn't realize a few things. I love history, but I didn't know. I didn't think about it. If I had known, if I had thought about it, I had taken a little time to have a conversation with a few brothers from the past. 
and would have sat down with somebody by the name of King Solomon. I would have just talked to him. It wouldn't have took long. I would have told him what just happened and told him how I felt and told him why I was angry and what have you. He would have just looked at me and shrugged his shoulders and said, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. Now, he would have said that and I would have felt some type of way and probably walked off as if I was just been dismissed would have made me angry, would have hurt me a little bit. Because I knew how I was back then. I was short-tempered. You could have told me something like that, and I probably would not have even gave you another chance. Would have went home, deleted your number out of my phone, and blocked it. Because you crazy. You didn't understand my plight. You didn't feel my pain. Can't talk to me. But as I got older, I began to sit down and further inquire from Brother Solomon. You know, it's been said he was the wisest man alive. Even to this day, he has still not lost that title. And so obviously there's something else to this statement. It's not just this little... uh, two lines that you can easily put on the back of an index card, if you will, probably have it on your business card and throw it around the streets. It's got to be a little bit more to this than what he said. And it was. When later on, I began to talk to him just, just a little bit longer. And he said, look here. Whatever has happened, that's what will happen. Again, whatever has occurred, that's what will occur again. There is nothing new under the sun. People may say about something, look at this, it's new. But it was already around for ages before us. There's no remembrance of things in the past, nor of things to come in the future. Neither will there be any remembrance among those who come along in the future. Ah, that's why a lot of us are angry right now. We didn't realize it happened before. They've been fighting before. They've been killing each other before. Sometimes I I now sit, now that I'm old, my blood pressure won't let me get that angry anymore. Some of you know how it is when you get you start climbing in age and you, your body just won't let you have that kind of anger no more. Everything starts to ache easily. You, you get you get one feeling in, in your your left side just shrink down. Uh, maybe I'm maybe, maybe I'm uh, talking about myself. But sometimes I look at those kids wrapped around that cafeteria table. You know the one that I that I left 
back in 2008. I look back now and I shake my head. Because I realized that just like me, they hadn't read the book. They were supposed to be Christians studying the scriptures, preparing to preach the gospel to everybody. That's what they were supposed to be doing. But yet, they made statements like the ones that I just mentioned. And it helped me to think about why Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them. But they don't know what they're doing. If I had to just pay a bit more attention, I would have placed my confidence. I wouldn't have, should I say, thank you, for that moment of blunder. Place my confidence in so-called leaders. When got frustrated. At this point, I don't know if you noticed, but you don't hear me frustrated with some of these folks anymore. I've been reading the book. I tell you what they're doing. I point out their struggles. I don't tell you in frustration. I don't get as angry as I used to. As a matter of fact, I thought about going to repaint City Hall instead of burning down a couple days ago. Because I read the book. And when I read the book, I realized that when you're speaking from God's wisdom, which is a secret, God determined this wisdom before time begins for his glory. People say, well, how come they don't listen to y'all young folks that got some sense? That's because they ain't got it. They ain't got God's wisdom. They don't understand. Because if they had understood, they wouldn't have called a black man that just got elected the monkey antichrist. If they had understood, they wouldn't have said segregation today, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. If they had understood, they wouldn't have hung him on a cross. Are you hearing me this morning? Yes. Amen. We hear you. Yes. But, as I bring this on down in, you might be lucky. I might finish in 30 minutes today, but don't hold your breath. I must take a moment to respond to your pressing question. What does any of this have to do with text that I just read to you? How do you connect it? I know you're asking that to yourself, but I also know that you know I've probably got it already connected in my head. Yeah, we try to connect it. We got it connected. The answer is simple. And one that if I had learned 
long time ago would have made living life more pleasurable. A lot of our world is simply operating off of what they know. We've been racist, Texas, discriminatory since birth. Some of us were born this way. We came out the womb hating the man across the street. We were taught that that person is not of us. That's all we know is to look at people sideways. That's all we know is to judge people not based on who they are, but based on what we perceive. They have to be up to our sponsors. I had an aunt, and I didn't talk about it now because she said. And I don't feel bad. And she would tell me, you don't act like those people. She would say it, I wish she could see me. Because she would have that look on her face. And she would turn her head and gently push her fingers down and pull her eyes back up in the back of her head. Pray for me, I still want to slap her. But she would say, you don't act like those people. They are beneath you. In my life, they tried to train me to hate folks. You are better black than them. You are better black. See you? You are better human than them white kids over there. Oh, that, that's the trash. That's what I was told. It's everything we've ever been known. So all we know how to do is win by any means necessary oppress in order to gain success. That's what we've been taught. But, after all, that's the way that it's been. Weren't we born in sin? And shaping in iniquity from my mother's womb wasn't I conceived to be horrible and bad and broken and disgusted that's what the book says it says I was a wretch undone I was a bad sheep headed for the slaughter that's what it says so why should I change why should I focus on doing something different when this is all I've ever known and this is all I've ever supposed to be? Why should I be different now? Because there's good news. And the good news is how I was born is not how I have to die. That is the significance of the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but I always like the English language because when there's a comment, a but, that means there's something that is going to contradict what was just said. I was born to die, but I was born in sin, but I was born.
born racist and sexist and discriminatory, but I was born broken. And there's a joke, but I was born in my stupid butt. Anybody know there's a butt? If you hear me say butt. The gift of God is eternal life. So, I look at this conversation, I present it to you in two ways. Number one, from an outside perspective, don't let it bother you. Don't let it stress you. Don't let the craziness of what's going on affect you. It is what it is. But secondly, the evils of this world will always be. That's not true. The Bible is a lie. But I can change. Only what I do The world is evil, the world is bad, the world is destructive, the world is sick. But I am somebody. The me I see is the me I see. This morning, I asked as we have our prayer time, that you would consider Anything has affected you in this conversation. Maybe you find yourself in pain. Maybe you find yourself frustrated. Maybe you find yourself hidden in your hole, unable to respond, despondent. Maybe you find yourself realizing that you are one of those people that might not have seen, might not have read the book properly. And if you had read the book, you might feel a little bit better. You might be one of those people who say, I just need to read this book. I need to have a little bit more confidence, not in man, but in my creator. If that is you this morning, I don't need to know who y'all. Ain't none of our business. Because we all crazy. But what the important thing is that you know who you are. And if you are and believe that you can be somebody different, that it doesn't have to be the same stuff different days. And as grandmother, mother, dear, mama stayed in praise. You will join in collectively. Lay in her craft. I love the Lord because he have heard my voice. Gracious is the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. For his merciful kindness 
is great towards us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Most gracious and all-wise Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you, God, because of who you are, because you open up our eyes and let us see. We thank you, God, because you love us so much that you don't want us to be doing the same thing over and over again. But, God, we put our trust in you because you said, come to you, and you will give us the answers. You told us to walk in the light of your word. God, you left the book, the Bible, for us to read and reread and reread and study it the more, that we might know how to walk, that we might know how to talk, that we might know how to do what you have asked us to do. And as we come this morning, God, we come saying thank you. We thank you, God, because as we read your word, we understand situation. As Solomon said, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. Solomon tried everything, and he says all vanity. God, you left your word so we can understand things that's going on, that we don't have to be alarmed, we don't have to be alert, because, God, we know that you seize all things. We know that your eyes go to and fro. We know, God, that you hear every man's cross. You hear the things that we don't hear, and you know what we don't know. And, God, we pray this morning that you will give us the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding that we might be able to put our trust in you. You said don't trust in princes or kings or in a man, but you told us to trust in you. You said, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will take care of you. I will trust you. And we can look to you this morning. Out of all the frustrations, out of all the hurt, and out of all the disappointment, we can put our trust in you, knowing that you love us, knowing that you care for us, knowing that you understand all things. Because, God, you said, what we sow, so shall we reap. And, God, we know your word is true. You said, vengeance is yours, and you shall repay. God, you, we don't have to worry, because, God, your word is true. And, God, as we read your word and study your word, help us to take your word and heart to heart and believe what you say and knowing that you're going to do just what it is. You're not a God that lies, but you're a God that is truth. And your word is true. And we can stand on the truth because we know that you love us. We know that you care about us. We know, God, you said that you got us written in the palm of your hands that you seize everything, and we can trust you this morning. We just thank you this morning, God. We thank you for the word that come forth. Let us know, God, nothing is new under the sun. Everything happened today has happened before, and we can put our trust in you. But you told us to pray. You said pray. Trust me and give me the thanks. In spite of every pain, you said give me the thanks. In spite of every disappointment, you say, give me thanks. Give me thanks because I'm in it. 
Give me thanks because I'm going to work it out for you. You said all things work for the good of those that love the Lord. And, God, we just thank you this morning. We thank you, we love you, and we praise you this morning. Bless every listening ear this morning, God. Oh, God, encourage our hearts. Let us know, God, that you are not dead. Let us know, God, that you are right there beside us. Bless us this morning, God. Keep us encouraged, oh, God. Help your word to speak to our hearts, God, to let us know all is well. All is well. In spite of what's going on, it is well. In spite of what people do, it is well. Because we know that you are in control of every situation. And we just thank you this morning. Remember us this day, God. Help us to realize, oh God, as they sit that man by the pool, by the temple, to ask for alms. God, you have blessed us. We don't have to beg for alms, God. You sent us what we need, God. And we just thank you. Thank you for remembering us, oh God. In spite of the pains or whatever going on, God, thank you for remembering us. Thank you for your mercy, because your mercy endures forever. You love us so much, God, and we say thank you. We praise you this morning, God. Every listening ear, God, I pray that you will encourage our hearts, that we will be of good courage, knowing, oh God, that you are in control of every situation, that we can lift our eyes to the hills from what's coming to our help. We can trust you, God. We can say thank you, God. We just love you, God. We love you because you first loved us, God. You cares about us so much, God, that we don't have to fret. We don't have to get upset, but we can just say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being here with us, God. Thank you for walking and talking with us, God. Give us the ear to hear your voice, God. In spite of all, God, we say thank you. We thank you this morning, God. We love you, God. We praise your name, God. We just give you all the glory, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, be ever with us, God. And we'll be so careful, so careful, God, to give you all the glory. All the praises and all the honor, God, for what you're doing for us, God. Oh, God, open up our eyes that we can see. Oh, God, open up our eyes that we can see, that we can hear, that we can understand your word, God. We just thank you. We love you. We praise you. Give your name all the honor, all the praises, and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank, Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, my friends, we've come to the end of another opportunity for us to gather. Thank you on behalf of the platform at which you're listening for paying attention, for being a part, for making this a part of your world. I would like to let you know that this conversation and our Wednesday conversation are uploaded to every major platform, at least every major one that I know of. We also have a Spotify conversation that we're going to talk about here tomorrow. So if you would go ahead and make sure that you've done whatever your platform requires, whether it's liking, uh, subscribing, following, adding, that'll make sure that you have And then share 
so that other people will also have the opportunity to get these conversations every time they're uploaded. I look forward to the next time we can chat. And I hope you do too. Until then, from me and mine, unto you and yours. Laters.